podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hi everyone, today I'm speaking with Nazia Sharif. She is a recruitment consultant with over six years of experience hiring in the technological space. She has successfully worked both in the agency and in in in-house recruitment with startup to multinational organizations, where she held positions such as recruiter, account manager, and talent acquisition. She moved to Australia in 2017 and she currently works as a recruitment consultant with Cirrus people. So let's talk to Nazia. Hi, Sazia. Hello, Nashad. How are you? I'm very well, Sazia. Thank you very much for being on Your Career Down Under show. And we are really looking forward to kind of understanding a job search and how a job seeker can stand out from a recruiter point of view. We are really, really excited. Yeah, it's same here. I'm excited too. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So let's begin with, if you can tell us your career story and your journey. When How did you start the work in HR and how did you end up doing what you're doing? Okay, that's going to be quite some time. But in short, I am a recruiter, you know, being a talent acquisition position for six years. Okay. And I started my career with agency and was there and was working as a different role as an account manager, recruiter, an RPO, and then moved on to working on a corporate world, mm-hmm. basically handling everything. In sure. And then, uh, yeah, again, came to Australia last year. Okay. Yeah, and then started working here in an agency again, just to understand the market. Yeah, so far it's been good, going good. I will complete a year in a month. Excellent. Well, congratulations on securing work and continuing to grow your career into a very competitive recruitment field as well. I agree. Yeah, you there know? is competition everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think your understanding of how a migrant can really get a job is very important for us for two reasons. One is you yourself have gone through that particular phase. And now you're sitting on the other side of the table where you see lot of professional come through your door or through your computer for applying for the roles and then you are able to now judge and assess their capacity and the skills and everything which is what we are really after obviously yes i know i know there's a lot of people out there in the market struggling to find what is that they have to do to find the real job or a dream job i forget about the dream job the first yeah. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. So tell me, obviously, when you came here 11 months, 12 months back, Mm -hmm. you did experience some cultural shock, right? In terms of not only the work culture, but the whole experience of living in a country. And how did you manage that transition? Yeah, so yeah, of course, if you, it depends on person to person. But for me personally, it's been that I have been doing some preparation before. 
Mm-hmm. I knew that I'm going to move into a new country wherein, you know, I have to figure out how do I find the job, how do I mm. start searching, how do I prepare myself uh, in the market. So I think doing some of the background work before you're moving in is, is advisable. But mm-hmm. uh, not everybody gets that chance to do that. Sometimes you just come in as a student or maybe you just come in because you just got married, you know, in a recent time and you don't know what to do. Or, or probably you, you came here on site through your company and then, mm. then you are on your own after that. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. So in terms of preparation, what kind of preparation did you do? Because I think there are two levels of preparation. One is the mental preparation and the second is the logistical preparation around careers and jobs so what kind of things you did which you believe that made a difference yeah so i can tell you more on on no on mental preparation because logistically there are there's so much in the google and there's so many friends on out there who can help you uh, yeah setting up things uh, like your house house or anything how do you travel how do you commute so all these things you will find but mental preparation is very much necessary mm. in terms of understanding that you know you're coming into a market which you haven't been before mm. and you don't know how to greet people what are the culture they follow how do they eat uh, when you are mm. in, a, in a group of people and what do they do once out of the work how do you keep connected and network between between you know people around and working around people you know hmm. so these things you know you should be mentally prepared because there's a lot of difference when it when it is yeah of course there's a cultural shock hmm. uh, for people who has not been a multinational company before or if you have worked for companies like mnc's out there wherein you have a lot of on-site people coming into your hmm. company you understand their culture but yet there is a lot of difference so hmm. Just prepare yourself and do a lot of reading. And, you know, there are a lot of blogs out there where you can figure out uh, yeah. what kind of preparations you need generally in a small term. But in you, if you're coming in a particular section or, for example, you're coming as an IT, hmm. IT uh, job, then fi- figure out what kind of companies is there, there in the market and what kind of roles they have. Hmm. What do, do, is it necessary for you to go through to understand what kind of roles are there in the market? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. there's a big lot of uh, encyclopedia. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, since you worked in India in talent acquisition, was that your first kind of employment goal is to get into that similar kind of role or did you also think about some other roles that you could also do? Yeah, once I came in here and I started speaking to one of the recruiter, I remember once in one example, wherein the recruiter, when I went and approached him that I'm looking for a job, mm. somehow when I met him, he, during the conversation, just told me that you have been doing recruitment for so many years and now you've got a chance to look out for different uh, options out there in the market because we are already here and we don't have an option. Now that you have, you're free from that responsibilities, you mm. have a lot of options you can do some course which is something which you wanted to do from mm. the before those kind of inputs were always there and that gave me a little push that maybe I can do something else as well mm. but uh, provided you don't have you have, you would once you move in here you have a lot of responsibilities I mean sure. it depends on case to case again but at least to understand the market you need to be somewhere mm. <laughs> yeah mm. That, that was my priority sure so sure do that yeah sure, definitely sure. there's a good chance if, if you have financial security so i have a lot of time to do that then you have to, it's a good thing to do yeah and i think that that's a fair comment because sometimes the skills which you have learned and acquired overseas is not immediately transferable 
in an Australian exactly. market. And sometimes you may have to take a detour in order yeah. to arrive at your destination. So, right, yeah, I mean, mm. you have to come with a zero expectations. In yeah. fact, you know, don't come with a baggage that I have 15 years experience. You know, I would be able to crack any interview. Yeah. I would be able to talk to anybody. I think 99% of those people who think that way would come, you know, mm. come back to the reality within uh, two months or a month, within a month. Literally. Yeah. So I, I think I can probably add to have more pragmatic expectations. Yeah. Is very important so that you don't necessarily get in into that cycle of no I, I only want to target this role and I I will not consider any other roles. So you got to keep adapting to the situation, isn't it? Initially, yeah, that's true. Having a goal is fine. I mean, it's yeah. good. You know, you know where you want to get into. But if you have done the background work, if you are if you know what to do in the market and mm. and know that it takes time, whatever it is, if you want to get into something and it's not you cannot get it overnight when you yeah. your yeah you need to yeah. work really hard for it and as i said if you have a freedom of time and uh, money then then probably you can get into what you want to in a Absolutely. In time yeah Absolutely. So now let's talk about your recruitment experience and specifically around working in Australia. And obviously you see thousands of resume come through your computer every month and you assess them and you like some of them, you don't like some of them. So tell me, how does a recruitment consultant in Australia really work? If we want to like open up the window into the the brain of a recruiter, what do you think, what you can tell us about how recruiters really work? Okay, so recruiters in India, to begin with, things a little bit different than the recruiter in Australia. Hmm. So in, if you want to really understand what recruiter thinks is, recruiter has a lot of its own work. They have their own work. They have their own targets to achieve. And no matter, you might feel that most of the people hate recruiters because they might not hear back from them or maybe there's some, some issue with their experiences. Hmm. But eventually they have to understand that they are also into pressure. And here the recruiter thinks is that, okay, I found a candidate. How do I build a relationship? I think the relationship building concept in Australia in itself is very deep. Mm. If you compare that with India, India, you would not even talk to, you don't even remember whom you have spoken the, the very next day. Mm. You're speaking to a lot of people. It's a huge market back in India. Mm. But in Australia, this candidate shortest market, at least in specific to technology, because I am a technical specialist. Hmm. It's a very candidate shortage market, and hence every recruiter wants to be the best hmm. and try and approach someone and and pursue until the candidate give the confidence and trust in a recruiter and feels that okay, you can go ahead with my profile for a certain position, or maybe I can come down and meet you for a coffee hmm. and figure out spend that quality time with a recruiter and recruiter gets that confidence that, okay this candidate is mine and i will put forward for the best requirement i have hmm. and being more transparent and uh, literally listen to the candidate what he or she wants hmm. i think that's most important yeah hmm. this is what recruiter on a nutshell wants and a nutshell yeah. Yeah. relationship so the money keeps coming in absolutely <laughs> You don't you until you don't make money out of someone, it doesn't make any sense. But yes, sure. I mean there are recruiters who thinks beyond that, you know, building yeah. that relationship. For the relationship. Yeah. So tell me, you know, a lot of the job seekers, I guess that you would have also experienced similar things. Is that recruiters does not call back 
or does not respond to emails and LinkedIn messages or phone messages, right? So tell me if a job seeker who really thinks that, yes, this role is exactly what I have done. It's like a hand in glove mm-hmm. fit. And he or she wants to really make sure that they get a chance to, for the interview. Apart from sending the application, what do you think they should do? So, yeah, Nashad, as I said that, you know, we work on a couple of requirements at one time. I'm just giving mm-hmm. you a scenario. Sure. So we are working sure. on 10, 10 different positions with 10 different clients. And uh, we have posted 10 different jobs on 10 different platforms mm. in a social media. Mm. And we have to take care of the CRM, wherein when there is an application comes in for a particular requirement, mm. there are hundreds of, you know, applications depending on the role. And if it is like niche role, obviously there is less number of people. So it depends on position to positions and the weightage we give depending on the criticality of the position. Mm. And we cannot actually, to be very frank, we cannot keep uh, track of everything and every at once. At, at mm. when, even, if in any recruiter, minimum any recruiter, you know, even an average recruiter will have five, five positions at, at once who's mm. they were recruiting for. And that is minimum I'm talking about. So mm. So you cannot expect that you, I will go ahead and we will try our best to give an individual attention mm. and we will try and give an individual attention, get back to them with the feedback telling that, you know, your application was unsuccessful mm. because of reasons. But if I have application, say, say around 30 application for each job and, and mm. I need to figure out some five, you know, candidates mm. out of the applicants, we definitely give more time on their profile and talk to them and, yeah. and meet them mm. and, and follow up for the feedback. So there's a lot of work which goes on. Sure. And just trying to give what happens in the background. Yeah. And sometimes what happens, we give out a miss sometimes. It, we generally do automated mingles that is which was which will be ex- expected from us as a compliant. Sure. So we have to be kind enough from NNO so that, you know, the candidates might not be able for this role at the moment, but you write to the candidate for some other role. That's true. So, That's true. Yeah. So if you are not hearing back from us, then that means that there is some gap. Okay? Sure. It might sure. be the yeah. way you approach, maybe the way you write your resume. Yeah. Is there uh, a change there? You're not doing something extra which attracts mm. us, you know, to see because we don't have so much of time to read each and every line in your resume. Yeah. How do you imagine? Yes, you yeah. even yeah. How do you imagine? Yeah. So in terms of, let's say somebody calls you, Nazia, and say, look, Nazia, my name is Amir. I'm from Dubai. I've got experience into IT such and such. I would really like to meet you and explain my professional experience and see whether you can help me. If someone calls you like that, do you kind of appreciate that kind of interaction or do you feel that that's just too, I don't want the direct kind of approach? How do you think recruiters would deal with that? The beauty of Australian recruitment is that, you know, these kind of conversations are entertained here Mm, mm. because if you compare with India, you know, you would rather tell them, no, I am too busy to meet or or maybe rather, you know, I don't even know you, I should meet you. You know, there is a lot of difference. So when in Australia, for us, it's like no candidate is useless. It is a database for us. So Mm. any relationship between once will be uh, useful somewhere down the line. So if provided you have that time. So obviously when, when somebody approaches me, I would rather talk it out with them and tell what 
what is the problem what you're facing and yeah if you want to meet me of course we can make some time and meet you to understand your profile mm. but i would have this particular time uh, will that work for you you can come down to this place and yeah. walk around the area and if this is the things more flexible enough to understand uh, the quirks of being a recruiter and of a recruiter Sure. Then I think it's not a problem. I mean, I at least I can't talk about many people, but most sure. of the people I work with are very open in that. Sure. So in a way, in a nutshell, you know, you consider that's absolutely fine if somebody yes. approaches you directly and say, "Look, Nazia, I'm happy to buy a coffee for you, but if you can spend some time with me." and help me understand where can i position myself or how you can help me i i also feel that it's not a very formal environment australian workplaces are you know people say yeah you know what yeah no, i may actually catch up on a call isn't it yeah i think here the people are a fan of years <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> and so anything it's it's up to you how do you approach as i said no nashir so if yeah. you are putting across a conversation which is not creepy enough and doubtful yeah. enough then i think anybody would love to meet because anybody because it's mutual right anyways even if you're like more selfish you still go ahead and meet him because you never know how it ends up right Ooh. but still but you are a good recruiter you definitely yeah. would agree yeah. yeah excellent all right so if you look at for a job seeker to build a relationship with a recruiter do you think that is it more contacts with a recruiter like many emails to many linkedin messages to many phone calls does that work is it more about how that person approaches what do you see is it the quality or the quantity I think it's the quality nature mm. there I mean I know it sometimes it works when you pursue someone so much that you give up and then <laughs> yeah. you know, let's meet the person yeah <laughs> yeah I finally let's schedule and meet him for yeah. 10 15 minutes but that is very rare case and even if you go ahead and meet them and mm. then that would be a, on a force like a one sided thing but rather if you can work on how will you approach a person and if you mm. want to approach a person to a recruiter you have genuine reason behind it Yeah. The, the most genuine reason would be that you are really desperate to look out for a job mm. or and mm. how mm. things going wrong. Yeah. And that is something and if you know how to put that across yeah. uh, in a good way yeah. and understanding and respecting each other's space yeah. and then you know, probably as i said that you know quality quantity doesn't matter it's about the quality i think. Yeah. yeah. And if a recruiter because you know my experience has been speaking to many recruiters that if a job seeker is too desperate and is sending signals that maybe i might have to vacate my house and because I'm, you know, I'm just too desperate does that kind of pull you to help or is it more around that you don't want to see the desperation you really want to see that professionalism come through it again depends on positions to positions the the mm. skill set the candidate has the expectation he has versus the reality mm. basically if he is not being aware of himself him or herself about the skill sets he has for example you are just out of a college and you really don't have one specific you know expertise just out of college is something which is more generic especially mm. in technology in that way and you are expecting directly i would get into some good role like a developer in a, in a particular company and oh. you show desperation that i would make it but i have studied so much and that is quite unrealistic right yeah. so in that case if you're showing desperation or or maybe i am expecting say 100k or 100k in a job and yeah. they really want to stick on to that and I'm, i think i will pursue it i will crack the interview all these things is like really un- unrealistic and they sure. don't know about themselves and then they are trying to be more desperate i think yeah. that's be you know a little back and we sure. say 
I, I don't think so I will be able to help you in this scenario yeah. but again scenario to scenarios if the candidate is really really talented but unfortunately he's not able to crack interviews yeah. for more the other reason say his resume is not good or maybe sure. he's just not able to communicate properly when yeah. he's thing or he has issues with his body language or the mm. way he with the cross or something in those cases genuinity be shown in the way they speak and they talk or maybe in the in the way they approach mm. yeah that time i think a little bit of push is okay to get that attention out of the recruiter yeah Ab- absolutely and in terms of we touched upon that around the resume so if you want to give us let's say three critical points that as a recruiter you definitely want to have in the resume two three four points you know critical things what do you really look for so yeah it's a difficult question okay <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a, it's the most relevant and critical stuff one thing is you have to be very precise you cannot write paragraphs to paragraphs and mm-hmm. like stories and write something which is and repetitive things mm. you have you've written in one project you're repeating on to the another project another project another project and st- i stop reading further mm. it's like there's nothing else he really knows so for example that's what i said it should be precise first thing you know mm. very crisp very to the point when you have to explain try and explain using more on data i usually prefer originally speak on data and numbers if you have done something how has it impacted yeah. more results side so that's when only we can gauge you can just write whatever you want but how do i know how much ever affected it exactly know? yeah so accomplishments or the quantifiable results is very so important true. for you isn't it so true so true it's not only for me i have actually spoken to a lot of recruiters and yeah. that will definitely work i i don't think so anybody would tell you that you know data wouldn't work or numbers wouldn't work on it yeah yeah you know, yeah don't have anything to do with numbers still you know if you put across something more rather subjective be more precise that should work and yeah. uh, I hate grammatical mistakes and <laughs> that is something no recruiter will stand because you have yes. to be serious about your career when you are Absolutely. And you cannot write anything and everything you want and yeah. how you want which True. is not able and it has to be neatly formatted. Yeah. And generally it is better to send out the word resume because recruiters do format resumes here in Australia. True. Unlike India where you can put PDFs and send so here preferably because every rec- recruiter have their own format and headers mm. and papers to be added and yeah. uh, that's again extra work prefer at asking the recruiter before when you're sending the resume to which format you prefer to send my resume yeah. and that shows more interest so yeah those things True. and are, the most important is the body i mean the content yeah. i think you cannot you cannot write something which you are not you cannot lie on your mm. resume you mm-hmm. know it's ultimately going to show who you are i mean yeah. for example you, your skill set is very very important yeah what exactly you have and in a precise manner and when you are because nobody is looking at you until unless your resume gets through sure. so i think everything has to be on your resume which you are really are into you know basically absolutely if you can also pick up your understanding around linkedin because obviously there are more than 8 million users of linkedin just in australia so it's a big thing for a recruiter so in terms of linkedin what are some of the things that you really value in someone's profile okay so yeah let's talk about social media all together and linkedin yes please yes 
<laughs> I think uh, now uh, gone are those days when you have papers and you knew somebody is, is has an opening through your papers or yeah. now it's all about social media. There are recruiters who are so tech savvy. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can simply ask them a message, drop a message in an unknown way and then they're so impressed with you that they would definitely come and meet you or talk mm. to you uh, irrespective of whether they're from agency or from the company. Okay. So it's, it's always better to know what are do's and don'ts in the social media, how to keep your profile updated. And it's a basic thing. Some of the things in LinkedIn specifically, which anybody nowadays even kids would know is uh, have a proper photo on your profile hmm. unless you don't do that I mean it, it doesn't show that you are giving in importance to your professional hmm. profession or a professional hmm. network irrespective of you being passive or an active candidate or, sure. or you not in the mouth it's always good to have a face hmm. it has to be professional and yeah. not your, you having surfing you on the beach <laughs> yeah. Let's all with a dog. Or, or your children's photos. I know you love everyone, but then please. <laughs> True. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very important. And your creativity, you can show definitely. Yeah. But also be more specific about what exactly are you doing. I cannot understand your creative things on your page. Sure. I think it's more relevant. Yeah, Try true. more where you're working properly and what kind of position you are mm. in. Try giving a little bit brief about what yeah. you're doing because sometimes and many a times actually yeah. recruiters would get into LinkedIn profiles because they do LinkedIn searches, do Boolean searches and everything. It depends on your keywords you write in your resume. So whatever we search is upon what you write in your profiles. So yeah, make sure you right. put in everything properly. Your education details are very yeah, yeah. And, uh, The summary part is also very, very important. Very important. Yeah. yeah. So and and also make sure your URLs are tidy up, not numbers one, two, three, four, five, oh, six. Okay. Yeah. You also go to that extent to make sure, is it? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, sometimes we need to send their LinkedIn profiles LinkedIn to have prof- others. True, true. Yeah, the clients. And uh, we have to go into their profile, check. So that show that doesn't is not you know something which is okay this is something which we're deciding factor but it mm. does make a lot of impression you know sure, put sure. impression the client or someone it, it hardly takes a minute you know, no, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't yeah. Yeah, for those people who don't know it's like a public url public profile url which is probably 30 seconds job for you to get your linkedin.com forward slash in and forward slash your name you can exactly. probably check out the might be heaps of YouTube videos on that. But that is very, very important. I fully agree with you on that, Nazia. Yeah. So these small things mm. uh, will make a lot of difference. Makes a difference. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Ab- absolutely. How do you make your profile stand out? Because there are, as you said, there are like millions of profiles yeah. in LinkedIn. And how do I know which profile is good? Until unless you don't make it stand out. I mean, put whatever achievements you have done. Yeah. Put, on, put on your certifications. Anything which is professional. Yeah. Try put it in your profile. I mean, they are not charging you for putting any. any absolutely. Absolutely not. Unless you have your free and then I think these things are very, very important. And uh, building your True. brand itself in, on a social media, such yeah. or Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah, excellent. Oh, Razia, you shared many, many tips. and I'm pretty sure that the listeners would take value out of it. And we once again, thank you for your generosity and your openness to discuss all those things so that people can, job seekers can get ahead 
of the crowd. So once again, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks, Nashid, for having me, and uh, this was amazing. I hope it will help whoever are you know active in the market. And if in case, as you said, any specific questions, probably they can reach out to you, and I will be more than happy to help. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much, Nazia. Thanks, Nashid. You have. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.